was always left behind with the regular kids, right? And just, you just feel, I remember at a young age, feeling like I wasn't smart. Or like... Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Peer to Peer. My name is Flo Cuccinelli. I'm Luke Dubay. And today we have Mr. Holtzclaw. Hello. Hello. So, Mr. Holtzclaw, just to let the audience know who you are, what class do you teach or classes do you teach? I teach 11th grade English, so I have the AP language, <clears throat> and I have uh, English 3. Sounds pretty hard to teach. It can be. It depends on the kids. <laughs> yeah. All right, and so like we do for every episode, just give us a little bit of that substance to start. Where did you go to high school? And overall, would you say that was a good or a bad time in your life? I came to high school here at Monta Vista. Good and uh, graduated in 96. It was mostly a good time. <laughs> I, I enjoyed uh, playing basketball and I ran track my freshman year mm -hmm. and it was fun when I ran, but it was boring standing around. Yeah. So. You just had to be on where did you Where did you live at the time? Have you always lived there? Yeah, I was in Aptos. Yeah? Yeah. So high school was good and when I, and for some reason I ended up back here teaching. You said it like it's a bad thing. Uh, I don't know, oh. maybe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the one thing I wish I had done differently in high school was uh, challenge myself. I didn't realize I had access to like honors courses or AP courses. Mm -hmm. So when I was in elementary school, public school in Aptos, uh, I remember they would pull out the smart kids. They would pull out the exceptional kids. And it was called like the GATE program. Yeah, it was yeah. Really, really? I've never heard of it. It's Only cool. senior year is my first time taking an AP class or honors class. So it was a pretty big pretty big step. And I realized I could have, I could have pushed myself a lot harder. Yeah, so what, in terms of honors or AP, what are you doing right now? Uh, AP Computer Science. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, I, I accidentally, my senior year, signed up for an honors course. I didn't know it was an honors <laughs> course. Uh, but that was the only one. It was uh, it was biology. They called it advanced biology. It, the first semester was like an environmental science, and the second semester was an anatomy. I only signed up for it because I enjoyed the teacher. I didn't realize it was an honors course, but it was one of my more enjoyable courses. Well, like I feel like we all have classes that like work and don't work. But was there a class that you just like dreaded going to that you just couldn't handle? The truth is, uh, freshman, sophomore years, I dreaded English. I could not <laughs> handle English. And it wasn't that the teachers were bad, it was just a different personality yeah. and mm -hmm. part of my development. I didn't care about grammar. I spoke English, right? And yeah. a lot of kids feel that way. Gets you that far. Might as well keep it. <laughs> yeah. I can um, imagine. Sorry to interrupt you. I can imagine that's why you might have gone into becoming an English teacher. <laughs> I remember, so my senior year is when I finally enjoyed English, mm -hmm. and we were doing grammar and vocab and some dry things, but I, I liked the power my senior English teacher had to make kids do things they didn't really want to do. Yeah. And then it clicked. It shows. I could make kids do things they don't <laughs> want to do. <laughs> but yeah, moral constraint, hopefully. Yes, within moral constraints, yeah. It took a while before I actually enjoyed English. I was, I was in college, I was at Cabrillo. Mm -hmm. I realized I enjoyed stories, yeah. mm -hmm. but I wouldn't read stories unless I was forced to read stories. So it's like, well, I should just sign up for English classes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when being with college professors and then transferring to UC Santa Cruz, 
is when I really did learn to enjoy literature mm -hmm. and to see what it had to offer. And it was more than the typical English class. You're getting into politics and history and religion, philosophy, all these things. And so I enjoyed that. It's really good way to like learn. I feel like for me that was the complete opposite because I like I read Harry Potter when I was younger and like I would always be reading like different books. I'd have a new book every week it felt like. <laughs> then once I started to get assigned books, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just like I feel like that kind of drained away from me. So we're hoping it comes back around. Someday it will come back. So, someday one day. <laughs> Depends on what it applies to. Yeah. And so you said you played basketball. Was that something that you like always expected to go into or was it something that you just tried because you wanted to try it? I was tall. Well, I think I made the team because I was tall. And so, I, yeah, I didn't, I came to basketball late in terms of kids playing basketball. Junior high was the first time I played organized basketball. And it wasn't for the junior high team. I got cut from the junior high team, the tryouts. But then coming here, it was funny. There were five of us freshmen who were big enough and decent enough to play. Four of them, we, all five of us were going to be on the JV team, mm -hmm. but at the last moment, football players came out, right? So four of those freshmen were on the JV team. I got bumped down to the freshman team, so we lost every game, but it was the most fun I had playing, because it was like yeah. no pressure, you just go out mm -hmm. and play and have fun. That's the best way to start. Yeah, and I got to play all the time, which was nice. Like, I was yeah. the only one who could actually, I don't want to say I was the only one who could actually play, but uh, I was like the featured player on that team, <laughs> yeah. which was nice. And then, uh, yeah, then sophomore year going up to JV and uh, junior, senior year playing varsity. It was a lot of fun and it was a lot of time and it was probably the thing, still in my mind, it defines at least half of my high school experience was yeah. you know, the open gyms, the working out, the yeah. basketball, so. Sports is a big part of everyone's high school, I feel like, especially here, we don't have a lot of students. It's a good way to invest yourself in like having an audience. Yeah, you can develop relationships and you get the exercise, of course, and it can be fun. And uh, for me, yeah, that was probably the most fun of the high school experience. I have a question. Yeah. What was the diversity of like where people lived when you went here? I guess because like, when I come here, I guess it's, I do not like how everyone lives everywhere because I would <laughs> love to be able to live in a community where I can live close to people right. and I can actually see people outside of my school. and do normal things that other high school students do, yeah. which is, I think, probably my biggest downside when I go to Mount Vista. Yeah, my impression, my memory, is that many of us, most of us, were from Santa Cruz County, at mm -hmm. least, right? Yeah. Now it feels like at least half of us are from Morgan Hill, Gilroy, yeah. Hollister. Um, and so, yeah, it felt like when I was here that we, we were more concentrated in Santa Cruz County. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of us would know each other uh, from neighborhoods, from elementary schools and junior highs, and from churches, you know, we, yeah. we kind of had the same circles in the county. But yeah, it, it certainly feels like now we have groups, we have the kids from Morgan Hill, we have the yeah. kids from Monterey, the kids from Scottsdale. Yeah. So. And like, I know academically you had like a pretty nice ride throughout high school, but how were you attitude-wise in high school? Were you like, Someone who got yelled at? It, it, it would depend on the, uh, the particular year. I had a good reputation overall, but there was a moment. Um, the, the Tars, Mr. and Mrs. Tars, they still know. They're good friends with a, a, Mrs., a Miss Price. <laughs> and uh, she threatened to kick me out of class one time. It was a health class. And uh, so it would just depend on the class and the particular mood I was in. Mm -hmm. But overall, I had a good reputation. 
I had one, got in trouble, I uh, had one Saturday school, I think it was, uh, for leading like a little walkout. <laughs> it was Bible class sophomore year. Oh, wow. And I remember uh, like the day before, uh, there was a note on the door that said, hey, meet at such and such a place, right? It was written, clearly written from the teacher. Um, the next day, there's another note on the door that says, hey, meet at such and such a place. It was obvious that the note wasn't from the teacher, yeah. but uh, my twin brother was in that class, and we had a good friend in that class, and we convinced the rest of the class, well, let's just go. Let's go. To, it, was, it said go out to the football field. And so we knew it wasn't from the teacher, but... I mean, you can kind of like play it off like you get in trouble. Yeah. Oh, there's a note. And then like halfway out there, we turn around, and like the rest of the kids are walking back to class, right? Yeah. There are four of us who made it out to the football field. And eventually over the PA system, the loudspeaker, you hear our names, please report to the office. You almost escaped. Yeah. But we got good enough for that. <laughs> but it was fun. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's kind of cool, I guess, because a lot of your teachers still teach here today, right? <laughs> no. No? And so when I first started teaching here in 2000, mm -hmm. there were a handful of teachers who I had. Uh, but now, I had Marsha Tarr. She was Marsha Dunlap then. Mr. Tarr was here, but I never had his class. Uh, we have Mr. Tracy Marsh, who just returned to us. Yeah. He was a teacher here, but I didn't have his class. Yeah. Um, I think that would be it. What about, did you like know Ms. Whitmer? Because I know she... That's right. I was just going to mention, she was here. She was teaching um, ELL courses when I was a student here. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, and then she went away for a few years, and then she came back to teach, right? So she was a young teacher when I was in high school, mm -hmm. teaching the ELL kids, yeah. So is it like just weird <laughs> seeing like old teachers like still with you or like back in the early years that you taught here just like being buddies? <laughs> it took a while to get oriented my first few years teaching here and it, it was a bit weird, uh, but again, people in general respected me and knew me and, and I enjoyed them, but it, I certainly had more in common with the students than I did have in common with the teachers when I started it. So that was, it was kind of a weird, delicate man, uh, balance. But now it's just, uh, I don't know what young people do anymore. And I have a lot more in common with the Tars. Yeah. <laughs> so then um, this is kind of what we like to incorporate in every episode, that stress and that anxiety of just either being at school or having final exams or a big test. Was that something that you really struggled with, or is it something that you just kind of like were able to pass off easily? Yeah, the anxiety, it's just me maybe dealing well with it in terms of academic anxiety. I don't really have that. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe just in general. Yeah, so I think the way I dealt with the academic stuff, and then also the way in which I try to deal with the social stuff, is I realized that one day I will wake up and whatever was freaking me out, it will be in the past. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you mean, like in the past? Like it will have already happened, right? So yeah. that thing that was stressing me out, that thing mm -hmm. that's going to come in the future, if I can convince myself that relax, go through it, the next thing you know, you're going to wake up and it's done, right? Yeah. That's what I tell it's myself over. when I do rhetorical analysis. Yeah, you get through it, right? You're still alive. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, if you had like something to say to like a student today or you want to tell something to a student, something that you wish that they could like think about doing or try to stay away from doing, what do you think that would be? 
there are a lot of things to stay away from, and you should probably know what those things are. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, now I think challenge yourself. I did not challenge myself enough in high school. Mm -hmm. I did not challenge myself enough in college. I typically uh, look for the easy way out. Yeah. And sometimes that's okay, but I think I've realized um, that it then limits my opportunities, right? Yeah. So even going back to high school, if I would have known that I had access to AP and honors courses from the beginning, and I had enough wisdom back then to take that challenge, mm -hmm. I think you know, it would have created um, maybe more grit, maybe more capacity within me to take on bigger and better things. Mm -hmm. Would you say that holds true to like other aspects of life in terms of like extracurriculars, not yeah. just involving school? Yeah, so whether it's sports or jobs or whatever, yeah, we can put ourselves in situations we're comfortable with, but there's limited growth with that, right? And so the more you're able to challenge yourself and put yourself in uncomfortable situations, socially, academically, athletically, whatever, the more growth you will have. Yeah. Yeah. So if I would have known that when I was younger, yeah. I, you know, I'm happy with my life, but if I would have <laughs> known that when I was younger, there might be better things for me right now. I, I like a, a quote, it's like, growth and comfort don't coexist. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's wise. <laughs> so do you practice that? Yeah. <laughs> Good. As much as I can. Yeah. How do you practice it? Um, especially like with going to the gym or putting myself out there and like actually trying a class. Especially yeah. like when I did AP computer science, I'm like, okay, wow, this is a big, this is a big deal. Right. Yeah. Well, that will lead to growth and hopefully pay off. I'm still pretty scared of a lot of things right now. <laughs> Getting there. Yeah, the things we are scared of, and, and we realize this, I think even in the moment, they're not worth being scared of, right? Yeah. yeah. They have limited capacity to actually destroy and harm us. And yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just like it's your, it's, <laughs> I think most things that you're scared of or most things that you let affect you is all mental. And having mental strength brings a lot more, having mentally being sound brings a lot more wisdom yeah, I agree. And, and I think, you know, as a Christian, I know that I'm supposed to push fear aside mm -hmm. because I know that I have a God who will look out for me and protect me and provide for me. Mm -hmm. But that is still an emotional and spiritual battle, you know. Does fear will disable us, right? Fear will limit us. So learning to overcome that and putting faith in something that is much bigger than the fear and stronger than the fear. That's, uh, that's one of the keys. I like that. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Holtzclaw, for giving us your time today. Well, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope to see you next episode.